Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife, Miss Southern Shell, and Mr. Tyler on the boards. Good morning, y'all. How y'all doing? Good morning. Good, Good. morning. It is, uh, we're doing this on Wednesday this yep. week because we got to get out of town again tomorrow. I've only been back for, is this the third day? <laughs> I guess. You left Thursday morning, like 5 a.m. last week. God, I was so early. And it then early. you got back Sunday afternoon. Yeah. It was pretty much about 5.30. Yeah. Pretty much went straight to bed. <laughs> yeah. Went to the dentist. You stayed at the dentist all day yesterday. All day. Man, that was miserable. I got to go back to this afternoon. I'm getting like a. <laughs> It's like a bridge, like where I was. I've been missing a tooth for a while on the lower right. I bet you wish you'd just rock that hole. God, I wish I'd pull them all out. <laughs> Man, yesterday it was brutal. Brutal. You have the worst experience. I'm not good at a dentist. Like, they asked me, Do you want the gas? Yes, and turn it up. <laughs> and then it's like, Okay, this is going to take about 15 minutes. You know, we got, I had some temporaries on the teeth around it that holds the little bridge thing. However, they hook it on there. I don't know what they do. But, uh, so they were going to take these temporaries off and then pop this new one in, just it, and out the door I go, you know, just gassed up. I was like, yeah, good morning. I'll be coming back to work. No. <laughs> so I get to popping that thing off, man. My tooth went on fire, and the other one, oh, man, it was miserable. So they had to come in and numb me up. Three rounds of shots there. Fifteen minutes later, they start working again. They had to phase me. I'm still <laughs> sucking this gas down as much as I can get out of it. Man. I'm trying to float. It's like, it is not working. He's like, you still feel that? And I was like, yeah, yeah obviously. You know, I was trying to rip the bib thing off of me. I, mean, I have a baby when it comes to the dentist, man. Three more shots. It ended up being a total of like over a dozen shots they had to give me to get these teeth numb. And then it was still like, still, I could feel it. And finally, it, it's, and he couldn't even get them adjusted because I was numb from like my whole head. <laughs> I've been sucking on the gas. I finally had to tell him, "Yeah, I got to turn this gas off." Man. I, that's too much. I don't know if you're supposed to leave somebody on it for three hours in high flow. I was, I was feeling it. it was like, and they were shooting this stuff at me. And he, he after about I don't know what shot it was. It was probably on number nine or ten or something. He shot him, and I'm sitting there. You know, they got your head down, some feet up oh, in the yeah, air, it's kind horrible. of. Gas hooked up to me like Darth Vader, just pumping it through. <laughs> and he said, like, you might notice your heart racing a little bit because this stuff's going like straight. I had to get it straight in the tooth or whatever. And he's like, it's going to speed your heart, heart rate up and jack your and raise your blood. It could raise your blood pressure. And all of a sudden, my alarm goes off. Yeah, he doesn't know, know who he's talking to. He doesn't know who he's talking to. I'm fixing to have a heart attack. <laughs> you can't tell me stuff like that. So, I, so, so he's like, let's give it a few minutes. And I'm like, great. I'm still sucking on this gas. And I said, I asked the lady there, I said, ma'am, could you please raise me up? Because I didn't know if I was going to make it. I'm probably kicking my feet there. <laughs> so they raised me up, and I'm sitting there, and I was like, shit, I'm fixing to die. Right here in the dentist office, I'm gonna die. I'll be the first person. I'm the reason why they put that notify next, you know, emergency contact. That's what you're thinking. Like, yeah, yeah, because I mean, I'm on the gas. So I'm on the gas. I'm sucking it all down. And finally, like when she come back in there, I had to take the gas off and put it up by my eyes. I was like, man, maybe I need to back off this stuff because my heart started racing. I was like, damn, I'm breaking out to a cold sweat. And I ain't even like we ain't even got started good yet. He's still just getting me numb. And finally, finally, so I calmed out. Tell that he's like, "You're right." I said, "No, <laughs> I'm in duress." He's like, "You didn't tell me my heart was going to speed up. This gas on high flow. I'm dying." And this dude, I needed somebody to sit there and talk to me or something. They just had me in there with the music blaring. It's like praise music. You didn't know you needed to bring me. No, I did not know I needed a helper. <laughs> like I need somebody to hold my hand and pat me, tell me it's going to be okay. <laughs> and I was like, "This is a routine, man. We're just supposed to be fitting the thing." I I'd already went through the bad stuff. That was last week. God, it was horrible. <laughs> I was like, God, he's been at the when I got out of there. They were time. like, I was just like, I was just trying to. At that point, I was like, Yeah, it's great, it's great. I'm going. Yep, let's go, let's go. <laughs> get out of here. I got stuff. I still had to film some videos. That yeah, yesterday. yeah. So he told me that's what he did. Oh, I hope you ain't got a film today. And I was like, What are, you, <laughs> what are we doing here, Doc? <laughs> so, and so I went home. Like I come back to the, I had to drive. I drove myself. I didn't know I needed a driver. I didn't know I was going to do two liters nitrous gas that morning, but I woke up. And so I drove back to the office. I said, sure, we got to go home. I went home and laid down. They made me take like 
two of the big ibuprofens and two Tylenols before I could leave. Why? Because it was hurting so bad. Okay. I mean, he was like, you're going to need this. <laughs> I was like, I may need a little more. I don't know if you got one of the tanks to go or can I get a script or something. <laughs> so I went home and laid down and I don't know, it was it one one thirty? I got up and said, all right, Shelby, we're going to film these videos. Yeah. Knocked out some videos. I don't even know. My my face was still swollen up. Is it still swollen today? Oh, it hurts like yeah. I've been taking, I've been eating more ibuprofen this morning. I got to go back here in a little while, so I got that to look forward to. <laughs> Tell him no more, <laughs> no more no. high flow gas. No. <laughs> I'm not asking for it today. <laughs> Normally that stuff's great. Well, that's my that's been my week so far. And I'm ready to go back out of town. <laughs> Heck yeah, now we got to get ready to go cook a contest and leave in the morning again. Got to do that tonight. We're going to cook. um, And I'm going with you. The Royal Oak Invitational over in, uh, right outside of north of Atlanta, just a little bit. What's it? Roswell, Georgia, I think it's a town. Mm -hmm. It's really Atlanta, suburb. Northern side, right? Full blown KCBS. They're providing the chicken. I think we're getting 16 chicken thighs. We're getting three racks of Cheshire ribs, two Cheshire pork. Cheshire pork butts and a Snake River Farms brisket. What and then grade? we're doing an SEA Friday black. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's just a, that's I'm still a dang good brisket. It is. Um, I like how SCA everybody's Friday. cooking the same thing. Yeah. Everybody, you know, they said you don't, you don't get caught bringing any extra meat. Yeah. So the last week I went up to Indiana. It was actually Mentone, Indiana. That's where the, the cornfield I was in. <laughs> Warsaw was about an hour away. No, I don't even know if it's a, a full hour, but uh, yeah, uh, Jay Craig's place is it's like his fam- been in his family for generations, and um, you know I guess he just builds some smokers. He got into that because of, I guess he got into competition barbecue, but they have a huge, huge metal fabricating shop, and that's what they do. That's their main job, I and mean, it was monstrous. I was surprised, and uh, we hung out. He's got a big. A shop set up like outdoor kitchen bar, and I think there was twenty three teams came up there, and uh, I cooked on a new pit, got it put on the trailer, and cooked on it the next day. And man, it was a lot of fun. So you got to see where they actually build the outlaw smokers. Yeah, 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 we got to see the full thing. Oh, he's building a new hog pit. It's gonna be bad. It's bigger than the BFO. It's I like Hogzilla pit. <laughs> I think he likes to. Yeah, constantly take, set a new oh, bar. Yeah, yeah, no, he likes to. He likes to. Uh, come up with new ideas and stuff ain't been done. So gonna have like a whole house smoker one day. <laughs> yeah, just hold the tra- the whole trailer. Call this be- the barn. The barn. <laughs> you can just hang sides of meat in there and smoke them. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, the Mark Williams cheated and beat me. <laughs> <laughs> he won the whole thing. He did. I beat him Mark's, in one bite. Mark's on a roll with I those ribs. The, I beat him in the spam cooking. Uh, so we had a one okay. bite challenge. Yeah, it was a mystery meat. And it was spam. I love that. I think that's a great mystery movie. Uh, yeah, it's definitely it fits the bill. <laughs> it? it knows exactly what spam is. It's also really easy to incorporate. Yeah, it was. So I treated it a lot like a wood sausage or something. We kind of cut it up, chopped it up fine. It wouldn't, um, and kind of sauteed a little bit. Got some seasoning on it. I was afraid it was going to be real salty because I've had spam before. Man, I, I ain't a lot. I grew up eating. My mom would cook spam and biscuits. It was something <laughs> in our. It was always in our cabin. Yeah, I like uh, the salty. We had. Of I, it. I go way back where it had the key on the side. We had to roll it open. It didn't have no pull top. Y'all probably don't know nothing about uh-uh. that. Y'all too young. I didn't grow up eating spam. Man, spam, pot of meat, viney sausages. That's all the good stuff. I grew up eating all the other stuff. It's just it's I don't not know. Spam. Yeah, spice. Not spam. I think it stands for spice town. It's a Hawaiian thing. Yeah. But it's really, it's usually pretty salty. Yeah. But I, I don't know if uh, cutting it up and cooking it like I did, if it kind of cooked the salt out of it. But it had almost like a bacon lardone like flavor. Yeah. It got, we got to let it get crispy. So I mixed that up with some cream cheese. And since Spam's from Hawaii, and that's kind of thing of tropical, I got some pineapple. And me and Wayland chopped it up. And we mixed all that in our cream cheese. And I did uh, little pig shots with it, Spam pig shots. So we took all that and stuffed it up, you know, did our little uh, – like a little round of sausage, wrapped a piece of bacon around it, stuffed that cream cheese mixture in there, put it on the smoker, smoked it till the bacon was done, good and done. The cheese was hot and, you know, how cream cheese is, it don't really run, it just kind of stays put. And then I took some of our um, sweet fire pickles and strained them and pulled just the jalapenos out and put those in the top, kind of pushed it down a little bit. So you had this nice little one bite. 
And then it you had, glazed it. it. Yeah, and then we glazed it and yeah. dunked it and dunked it in sauce. I used uh, a little different fruity flavor, so I went with that raspberry chipotle um, blues hog. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was really good. We came in sixth with ours out of, out of twenty three with the one bite. Which I mean, we didn't. There was no garnish. We you know we didn't put a ton. Of, I was watching football and cooking ribs, really. So. Yeah, but we did it, and it was good. Now what That's beat a TikTok us? TikTok recipe sounds like so. Jay Craig won. The, the one bite. Yeah, that should have been a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> Winner, the, 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 the promoter, the promoter organizer. Is, and then his best buddy, Mark Williams, wins the other one. <laughs> Something's wrong there. <laughs> no, they both cook. They both cook great. Uh, Jay did, um, he did like these little spam kind of honey, cinnamon honey bun split, smoke, smoked and glazed piece of slice of spam on it. And then the whole thing was kind of wrapped in bacon. And it was like rich to to eleven. <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> did, but it, won did it first have place. a salty element to it? Did you try um, it? I didn't get Brian Brian Weston was the one trying yeah. it. He come over and you know, he kinda tried everybody's. He came in second place. He graded his. He brought a, a bought a oh, grater like a, a box idea. grater and graded his whole spam and then uh made meatballs with it. Wow. Oh, he mixed yeah. it yeah, he mixed it with um, I think a little ground pork and then some you know, bread crumbs and stuff, and made this meatball. It was like a barbecue glazed meatball. They were they were really good. That sounds good. Like you couldn't even tell. Like ours, you could tell there was some spam in it, but his, you probably couldn't even tell there was spam in it. It was just a good meatball. I was yeah. like, dang, you're onto something there. That is a good idea. Using meatballs to incorporate yeah. in a mystery meat. Yeah, yeah. You had, mystery a, <laughs> you had a good idea. You said that um, if you ever do a mystery meat challenge, it'll give like, 12 or 24 hours notice of what the mystery meat is. Yeah, that so way you have time to buy the supplies. Instead of waiting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, I think you need enough time to go to the store and buy everything, but you don't need enough time to practice too yeah. much. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's what makes it kind of fun. But I like, yeah, I like the idea of knowing what the mystery meat is at least 12 hours before, mm-hmm. before you got to start cooking it or whatever. Yeah. If you're cooking on Saturday, you let them know five o'clock. Yeah, on don't Friday. give them the meat. Just tell them that release what it's going to be. Well, you got time because I mean, at a contest like that morning, we wouldn't. There's no way we were in the middle of nowhere. We couldn't have ran to a store and got what we needed. So you just kind of had to guess. And did they? Like, have I was like going to make a pig shot with whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to incorporate it into that some kind of way. I mean, you know, if you got cream cheese, you got bacon. You know, did they have of, any sort of pantry available there? Jay, I mean. He would have let you have whatever he had. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't go through his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if they had anything set up, like a no. few staples. No. But uh, no. How would you have a can of pineapples? I bought. We went to Kroger. Oh. Okay. So we went to the day that I had my pit put on the trailer. We dropped the trailer off early that morning at the at the shop, and then we went to town. And that going to town meant there's a barbecue store there that it's like a. I, I need to look up. Did you look American up Outdoor? American Outdoor Barbecue. In Warsaw, and Indiana. Yep, yep. It was probably about an hour away, maybe forty five minutes. And so that was our first stop that morning. And when I say that morning, it was probably 10 o'clock when we got there. We went and visited with them and looked at all the, you know, it's, it's full-blown selling grills. How big is that shop? Um, It's pretty good size. It's way bigger. I mean, it's, you know, it's good size. Yeah. He's got one whole room of nothing but grills and pellets and wood and charcoal. How many grills do you think he has there? Like in inventory? I bet he had 40 or more. Really? Yeah, a bunch. Yeah. It was as big as all different brands and yeah. He sold pellet grills. He sold outlaws. He sold. Uh, he had Myrons. I think he had Pits and Spits. He had a ton of Yoders. He had Traegers. Um, he had one of those pizza. Is it Umi Pizza Oven? You know what I'm yeah, about? yeah, yeah. Or Unos or whatever they are. I think he had one of those in there. He had some stick burners. You know, I think he had some Yoder stick burners and some outlaw stick burners. He had some drums. I remember exactly what brand drum that. But it was a, it wasn't Gateway, I don't think. It was, I forget which one, what brand drum he sold. But he had a lot of a lot of different stuff. They had the Weber uh, pellet grills in there. And I didn't, like, I mean, I just went through and kind of glanced at everything. I looked at a few. A lot of products, rubs, yeah. sauces. A lot of rubs and sauces, cooking supplies. I mean, just everything you expect. Yeah. But what I thought was real cool is he had Wagyu beef. And it was locally raised Wagyu beef that he does. Oh, he so, raises yeah, it? Yeah, and I don't know. I guess that guy, the guy, man, I'm the worst with names. But I'm pretty sure he owns the store. Yeah. Or he's the part owner in the store. But he told me that he's been, like, so he's been working on getting his genetics right for 
four or five years is what it took him. And so I asked him, I was like, so how, you know, so he actually got Japanese Wagyu seed and I guess inseminated his cows. Oh, and got really? Them what kind of cow did he have? Did he inseminate the? I didn't ask. <laughs> Should have. It's a good question. I sent you a picture of one of them. He had one of them. I guess it was a bull. Oh, mounted. you didn't explain it. It was just a picture of a bull. I was like, okay. You yeah, just no, it's in the store. Yeah, it was, he said, no, that's that's one of mine. I didn't know if that was. I don't know if it's like one of they cut him up in stakes and decided to mount him. Or, or what. Where it came from, but yeah. he was hanging up there. Yeah, but so he's like, man, you want to try some of this? Uh, you want to try one of my wagyu steaks and tell me what you think? I said, heck yeah. So he let me pick out one of his meat case and. Uh, what did he give you, ribeye? Yeah, I just got a ribeye. Good-looking marbled-up ribeye. Like how how many pounds? Mm, it's just normal, 14, 16-ouncer. Yeah. I looked. I think the pricing on them, man, it's probably 50 bucks For that one steak? Yeah. Yeah. But it ought to be good. Heck yeah. So I brought that back. It was already froze, so I threw it in the cooler and put it in the freezer when we got back to Jay's and then kept it cold, and it's in the freezer here at the shop. So I'll probably cook it next week. Well, yeah. And you'll taste some Indiana Wagyu beef. Uh, Mark's been bringing back. I get they're calling it dairy steaks, milk cow steaks, milk cow steaks. So those ribeyes are. Delicious. So I got the rundown. I was going to get some of those. I got the rundown on. They were they didn't have them. Okay, so what is it? So there's a lot of Amish up there, and they have all the dairy cows where they're getting fresh milk and all that. Well, they sell the offspring or the steers or whatever. Mm-hmm. These people buy the steers and they'll feed them out and then have them processed, and so it's the it's the, you know, offspring yeah. of Off- these dairy milk it's the cows. the male yeah. offspring. Okay. And I was wondering. I was like. Yeah. They're not killing the milk cows. Like, oh, milk cows don't produce milk no more. <laughs> yeah. I was like. It's- <laughs> no, they can't control which ones are going to be females <laughs> yeah. or males. So they, the males they send off and, you know. They become these. Yeah. They don't. If they're not themselves. the old stud bull milk cow. <laughs> yeah. Or milk bull. They're going to. They're going to go to market. And so that's what they do. They buy them, feed them out. And, and then. Um, I don't know if they sell them like retail, because the, the way they explained to me is they got a big ice chest up there, and you go up there and you put your money in the bucket and <laughs> get out what you want. <laughs> so you could, but it's delicious meat. It I mean, is. It was like any. I never sweet. had. I guess it's whole. What the milk cows? What a Holstein? That's the black and white Chick Fil A cow. So. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's what they are. It's Holsteins. I never. I never had ate any until Mark brought some back. But man, the flavor and the Fat content in them, that's absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you ever get a chance to try some milk cow, do it because it's different. It's almost like uh It's sweet. I think it's, it's got a sweet, sweet flavor, t- flavor yeah. to it, and it's really it, tender. Yeah, yeah. They're small though. The loins in them are small. They're yeah. not like a big Angus that you think you used to see in, you know, loin. It's a smaller I would say the steaks are probably ten ounces. Like a decent ribeye steak off one. Is that? But it's not because it's cut thin. It's just because that's the it's smaller. The yeah. width, you know, the length and the width of that loin smaller. They might not be able to put on the the weight. I guess the size. it's just the breed. You know how? I mean, it's just yeah. the way it is. Probably don't feed them out as they're not. Maybe they don't feed them as big when they slaughter them or whatever. So Mark did bring home like they held him five milk cow steaks back. I don't know if it's because he won. They, Maybe some milk cow steaks. I think it's because he's gone up. He got a bottle of whiskey. Like, oh really? Yeah, the defending champ gave him a bottle of Eagle Eagle Rare. Mm, There was another. There's another uh, bourbon aficionado there, and he brought some different stuff. Um, And they thought there's a lot of bourbon drinkers. Did you try anything Mm -hmm. that you hadn't tried before? The only thing I took a sip of that I had never tried was an old smoky. Salted watermelon <laughs> bourbon or moonshine. Uh, they were so like, they were telling me how great it is. And so you're telling me you had this. some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried some old Forester. I drank. I uh, had a sip of that. I had I had to get a sip of Eagle Rare, and um, had some Weller. That's about it. And oh no, no. And I tried. Uh, Jay Durbin bought a bottle of Ocean's uh, Chef's Blend. Like Jefferson Ocean? Yeah, yeah. It was Jeff it was Jefferson's no it wasn't Jefferson's Ocean. It was just Jefferson's Chef Blend. And it was like a marriage of bourbon and rye. Was what it was. It was and that was that was really good. So the truth's coming out. Because you came home and you were like I'm I did no, when I say, this weekend. Yeah, when I'm saying I, when I'm, this was like this wasn't like make big drinks. <laughs> you were this just was sipping and tasting. Sniffs. Yeah. That was it. Because, I mean that's you know Everybody's sniffing 
whiskey you got to take a whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> right? You do. You really do. I I did. I was very good this past week. You're like, yeah. I only had a couple beers. I did have a couple beers, too. <laughs> <laughs> only um, because it was cold, you know, I didn't want them to go bad. <laughs> so, uh. I did not we, have any Trulies, so. No Trulies? No Trulies. Are you just saying you did? I, I did not have any Trulies. I think he's just trying to take shots at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had a listener, Russ. He sent an email this week. Yeah. He is going to send us some real maple syrup. <laughs> Good. I am excited to try some real maple syrup. You know, this stuff's expensive. Okay, so Russ has a small sugar bush in which he produces him and his friend. Sugar what? A small sugar bush in which we produce 70 gallons of maple syrup a year. That sounds like a pretty big bush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's like a grove. Is that what they, okay. Sort of. I don't know the lingo. I don't, I don't know those maple I'm looking syrup it up. Lingo. So um, to make those 70 gallons, we have to boil about 40 gallons of sap to make one gallon of syrup. Wow. So that um, makes 70. So what's that do that math? 2,800 maybe? Right. 70 times 40. Yeah. A sugar right. bush. That's what it sounds like to me. Is a group <laughs> yeah. of sugar maple trees growing in the same area and used to produce maple syrup or maple sugar. Okay. So, so they it's put like the an tap in them, hang the bucket on it. And I don't. It, he I'd didn't explain. To me I wonder how long it takes to get a gallon of sap out of a out of a yeah. tree. Maybe we need to have Russ on and get him to explain it to us. So Give us the rundown on making maple syrup. Him, he. So I, they cook, I knew they cooked it. They boil it down. Yeah, but it takes. That's a byproduct of syrup. 40 gallons to make one. To one gallon of good. To make. Grade A. Sellable syrup, yeah. Dark. Was it dark amber or whatever they said? So him and his partner, um, they've won several awards for their syrup. Oh, this is some serious syrup. Yes. This ain't just a jack leg operation. <laughs> they have, they've won awards for their syrup and other maple products over the last couple of years. Um, so the judging for syrup in these contests is just as rigorous as barbecue judging. And it's like a it. whole circuit thing. And you show up with your syrup? You yeah. have to make it on site, I wonder? Or do you get to show up with it already made? Because that would be, these you have to show questions. up with raw sap, and then you got to turn it into syrup and get it judged right <laughs> in. I don't know how long that process is, but I bet you can do it in a weekend, I guess. But there's a whole um, maple syrup thing. He says what we've been trying probably is high fruit toast corn syrup with a maple extract. And that's and that's why it smells the way it does and tastes the way it does. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, I don't. I know. I know. I've not had. I haven't. Haven't tried. You know the real deal maple syrup before. Heck no. All I've tried. Unless is the one with a little paint level. can. I have had the one with a little paint can with a little scenery painted on it. You know what I'm talking about? It's like mm-hmm. a little tin can. I think they sell that one. At, they used to sell that one at Walmart. Anyway, we'll talk more about maple syrup when it comes in and we yeah, can actually try yeah. it. But I'm excited. It's gonna about be pancake that. day. <laughs> 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 what day's National Pancake Day, Tyler? <laughs> Maybe it's coming up. We're gonna have it here. I got the. We're gonna break out the flat top. We're gonna do some pancakes. We're gonna try some real maple syrup. Yep. And so now I'm excited about it. I'm all about trying new things. Heck if you, yeah. If I, you know, had I had no idea that I was only eating like the the crappy version <laughs> the of crappy, maple syrup. Yeah. The imitation. Yeah. I had no idea. <clears throat> I mean, I never buy maple syrup. I mean, if it ain't Blackburn, it ain't (laughs) so. um, Has he ever tried Blackburn? Maybe we need to send him some Blackburn. There you go. (laughs) Do a trade. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So there's some good molasses. (laughs) Are. I'll let you finish. Yeah, no, I'm good. (laughs) You got me. You got me interested in bartering. Shout out to Blackburn. Uh, this week, you did a chili coffee rub on a flat iron steak. I did. So the last podcast, we had the humble coffee. That yeah. People, folks down from Star Wars sent us up some of that. So I, was, I decided I was going to go ahead and try to make me a coffee rub. And I'm glad I did because it was excellent. I ain't saying I would bottle it, but man, for a different taste and flavor, it was really, really good. I mean, so I basically, I was thinking like, okay, do I take AP and add to it, or do I take TX and kind of add to it and turn that into... Because that's what you like to do. Because that's what I like to do, but this one, I said, no, I'm just going to start from scratch. And so I started with some basic ingredients, salt, pepper, a little bit of sugar in the raw, because I wanted it to kind of melt and give it some you know caramelized color, but I didn't, and I wanted to balance out the chili powder, the ancho chili powder I put in it. That brought some heat to it, brought some earthiness to it. I had to use some cumin for a little smokiness, and that was it. 
and the coffee, a table, yeah. like a tablespoon of coffee. So I did a tablespoon of chili rub, tablespoon of coffee. It was like two tablespoons of salt, tablespoon of black pepper, half a tablespoon of garlic, sugar, and what else? The paprika to give it some little color too. And man, it was good. I thought it was really good. I put good the too. recipes on the video. Yeah. And I want everybody to try it and tell what they think. Because trying it like when you smell it, of course, you get some of that roasted coffee you smell. Do. You smell the chili powder. You smell the cumin. And that's really all you're probably going to pick up, which is great. It's great notes. It's But it smells south, kind of southwestern-y mm-hmm. with, the, with the roasted flavor from the anchos and from the coffee. I think they go together really well. And so I was thinking the coffee, I was worried the coffee's going to make it gritty. Like you're going to taste it, and it's going to be just like yeah. tasting coffee grains. Everybody's probably had a little coffee grain on their palate, and it's kind of gritty, you know. Because I guess seasonings will dissolve as they cook. Yeah, but the grains. The coffee probably won't. won't yeah, probably. that's what I was thinking. So I tried it, and it, you know, it wasn't bad. I didn't get too much grittiness because of the texture of the other seasonings. You're in talking it. about trying it just out. Yeah, of the just out of the pot, out of the yeah. bottom, and it was super fresh. And so I put it on a flat. I wanted something easy to cook. Not, you know, I wasn't going to put it on. Wagyu ribeye. Yeah. And so I just went to Kroger and got a flat iron steak. That's some beautiful flat iron steaks. And I, man, I love the flat iron. If you don't overcook it, it is an awesome cut of beef. It's tender. It's very uh, you tender. You can't mess the grain up on it. It's always one like one direction slice. There's no trimming to it. Cooks in under ten minutes usually. I mean, that's that's all it's all about. So I put that. And it's okay. How much did you pay for that flat iron? Sixteen, seventeen bucks. Okay. I mean, it's not cheap, but that's a, it was two pounds. No, but that'll feed it's a usually, family. Yeah, it's usually usually I catch them on sale sometimes for seven ninety nine. This think this one was eight ninety nine, something like that. Right, yeah. you know, nine ten bucks a pound, right in that range. And that that'll feed it. That's a dinner. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to eat that whole stuff. You don't lose much of it shrinkage or anything because it's it's just lean. I mean, it's it's marbled up some, but it's real lean. And so that's what I like about it. There's no you know you don't have to trim too much fat off. You don't have to. You're not wasting any of it. You can just go straight season yeah, to the grill. Yeah, straight to season to the grill. But I let the so I put a little olive oil on it just kind of to make the rub stick to give it you know dried it off for a good paper towel. Put a little olive oil on it, seasoned it heavy both sides with this chili coffee seasoning and that blend I just made up, and I let it sit because it went on and it's real coarse looking. You know, you can see the peppers, you can see the salt, a little bit of the sugar, you can see the coffee grains in it. But when you let it sit. It, it just starts dissolving. And I don't know if the coffee starts kind of melting a little and pulling some color out. The sugars start drawing some of the moisture out of the meat. But, man, it's beautiful. Yeah. They put this pretty – and the paprikas and the chili powders and the ancho kind of blend, and it makes this pretty mahogany color on the outside. It's like slicked over. I was like, dang. <laughs> you know, it looked like I'd put the barbecue – the colors, you know, had a beautiful color to it. And you can still see some of the gr- the grain, so it almost had like a texture, like TX texture. And so when I seared it on the grill grates, and it wasn't on, I mean, I'm talking like five minutes aside, you know, I, I usually do my little turns to get my pretty grill marks, two and a half, two and a half, flip, two and a half, two and a half. Didn't temp it or anything. I've cooked enough flat irons to know that's that's going to be rare to medium rare. That's exactly where you want it. If you go further than that, that's what's going to dry it out and be tough. So I pulled it off and just let it sit and rest and then sliced it up and man, it melted in your mouth. It was really good. You got the savoriness. You got the earthiness, you got the spice from the ancho, you got the smokiness from the cumin, and the, and the sugar, it wasn't sweet. No. But it was balanced. Like, it just had a real, I was like, man, this is a dang good seasoning. And then, then I made up Alfred, is it Fergoni? Yes. Alfergoni's chimichurri, the dehydrated chimichurri in a shaker. If you're slipping on this stuff, you got to try it. I wish I'd have thought of that. I know. It's, it's a really great good. Because I love chimichurri sauce, man. And, and But there's nothing worse than having to sit and chop up three bundles of, of and it's good. white leaf parsley, two, three bundles of cilantro, your garlic, everything that goes in it. You're chopping. I mean, you're, you know, you're chopping a lot. And we've tried other kind of jarred, jarred chimichurri. No, doesn't compare. Uh-uh. This one, he's got, he's got figured out, man. It's a Good chimichurri sauce. You just need to give it a little time to rehydrate, and it's the, so all it is. Uh, and inside it, I mean, he's got parsley, he's got cilantro, he's got red pepper flake, he's got I guess some salt. You know, it's it's pepper. Yeah. It's, got, it's flavor. All you up. add is vinegar, vinegar and, and oil. Olive oil. Your vinegar and your oil. So I used. I've done it with cider vinegar, and I like it better with just plain old white distilled vinegar. 
but you haven't played with any other vinegar, uh, the rice. I played with a, hot sauce. It's very, I, very good with just Killer Hogs hot sauce. Yeah, because it's a lot of vinegar. Yeah. yeah, it gives it a little more heat, a little more punch. Oh, but the I vinegar rehydrates good. good with it. It's like a, you know, it's almost like a buffalo chimichurri. Ooh. Be good wing. I've been working on how to do that. That's what I need to do. I need to do that and toss and make it with the buffalo sauce. Let me, let me write this down. Hold on. <laughs> buffalo chimichurri. That's going to be a Monday night winger. That's a good but recipe. I do I, remember when y'all used the hot sauce to rehydrate yeah, it. Yeah. So just because we didn't have any vinegar in the yeah. pantry when we first got it in. But all you do is you take, like I took three tablespoons of his of the chimichurri seasoning, the dehydrated herbs. You put that in a little bowl. And you do same equal parts of the your vinegar element. I used white distilled vinegar for like a classic chimichurri. You kind of stir it up, and it kind of starts thickening, but it starts rehydrating all those herbs. It brings them back to life. Adds and the instructions say let it hang yeah. out in the vinegar for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'd like go about 10 minutes. Yeah. Then you drizzle in double the oil. So if you use three tablespoons of vinegar, you need six tablespoons of olive oil. Use whatever kind of oil you like in there, and you just kind of stir that in and let it hang out. I did that before I ever lit the fire on the grill. So the meat's seasoned, and it's setting. The chimichurri's put together, and it's setting. Then I get the grill hot, grill the steak, let it rest, and you got this sauce to serve with it. Between between the juice that... You know, the board juice. The board juice was really setting good. that steak there and that chimichurri. Man, you didn't need nothing else. It was flavor town. I loved it. I, I mean, this was, it may not have come across as like the best recipe or anything I've ever done, but taste wise, man, that was phenomenal. And you know, when I was. And I don't know if it's because I was loaded up on nitrous gas <laughs> or, or, or pain meds or what, but it You're was. You're drooling. I was drooling. It's yeah, about. It was I was just chewing on one side. If you know, if you watch the video, you know, he's he even getting over on the, on the new teeth. He's over on the bad side. But man, and it, hey, if you can eat it after just having made your dental work done, you know it's tender. <laughs> I should have included that in the video. Yeah. <laughs> that's dental visit tender right there. You don't even hurt your, you don't even hurt your sore teeth. Um, I tried it, and I, I was trying to see. Like, I could tell that there was coffee in there. It's got that whole aroma, a little bit of the flavor. Yeah. But if I didn't know that you'd use coffee in there and tried it, I would have been like, hmm, what is that? You know, like. Yeah, what's that earth? What's giving it that earthy smokiness? Yeah. Yeah. I'm it wasn't like on. so much that it was like coffee. Yeah. But it was enough that. That's right. It added, it added to. Yeah, do you it think really, it, really you think it was, it was that blend book. of humble coffee, or do you think any coffee would be? I think any. I mean, you could probably use any coffee. Right? I mean, it's kind of like what all of what oils or what vinegars yeah. you want to add. Yeah, I had. You could go in any direction. Sam's Club full. Yeah. <laughs> do y'all remember which flavor humble you used? I used the one was that was the chocolate almond and something else. Okay, yeah. that sounds like it'd be really. It was good. a yeah. yeah. It was a we ri- picked the it one. It sounded like would, it would go with barbecue. All the yeah. flavors of it. Yeah. Almond chocolate and what was the other one? Like a nut or something. So yeah, yeah. So it was it was good. It was really good. All that coffee's really good. Um, but yeah, uh, you originally had wanted to do a skirt steak, but you were having problems finding a good skirt yep. steak. Yeah, I did. So the only place I could find one lately is Audi, and I mean, people might laugh at me for buying some meat at Audi, but dang, their skirt steak's good. But they didn't have. They only had one little one. I still bought it. We we made tacos with it. I did a yeah. TikTok with it. Same way. Used this. I wanted to see what the what the coffee seasoning would do on it. And it was excellent. Made some really good tacos. Yeah. We just really all good. I did. All I did was it was same. Put a little olive oil on it. Season it the same way. Let it sit. When I got through cooking that flat iron, I threw that skirt steak on there. It don't take a skirt steak three or four minutes. It's so thin. That's what I like about skirt steak too. It's you know it's you fast just, cooked. You just get it good and hot and sear on each side. Get it off. Could you get you that crosshatch? You really couldn't with that skirt. skirt. Yeah, no. And I mean, it's it's a long flat piece of you know piece of meat. And by the time you get it charred up, some it's done. And the hotter the grill, the better. And the faster you cook it, the better. Then you got to make sure you just cut with the grain to get it into normal sized pieces, and then slice across the grain to cut it up into little strips, and that's your taco. And I threw, while that was resting, I threw a couple tortillas on the grill and built me a taco with a skirt steak and a little pico and a little hot sauce. It was pretty good. Yeah. I was, I mean, thrown together improvised as you can get for some really (laughs) tasting some good meat, though. Yeah. 
don't yeah try if you hadn't tried don't don't try all this scourge steak don't, y'all don't go get it. <laughs> That's what's causing the. That's what's causing the take up shortage. That's my place. People done found it. I don't know about their other meat, but that skirt steak they got is excellent. Their chickens are pretty good. They got like young chickens uh, that we that we usually do like beer can chicken with and stuff. They're really good too. Man, all these stuff they're game up. I wish we had one in Hernando. Yeah, we'd get all the branch. I guess. Well, we went to both because I was looking. Both of them's out of skirt steak. Yeah, there's one yeah, down in Horn Lake too now. So if y'all didn't know that, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can go. I bet you they had skirt steak <laughs> down there. Somebody's gonna give me a report. <laughs> it's it's gro- not expensive. It's about like buying a flat iron. We so just need a grocery guy. Twenty bucks. Oh wait, way less than twenty bucks at Aldi. Yeah, I won't say it's like eight bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and it's enough skirt steak to make a bunch of tacos. Yeah. Like, a family of tacos. Yeah. yeah. They had some. They had some carne meat already cut up. Like they had some of that shaved beef too. Yeah, shaved beef or Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, they had some ribeyes, but I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd try one. <laughs> <laughs> they knock them. Man. They had a grass fed one that had no fat in it though. I was like, eh. <laughs> what they did to that cow? They starved it. Grass. He didn't want to eat. He didn't get no fat. He was not happy. He was all tense. <laughs> <laughs> He's real nervous. Scattish. Yeah, that's what I'd imagine it. <laughs> Stuck up on him. <laughs> jerking. <laughs> you want them nice, relaxed, happy oh, woods. Yeah, ease around. Fat <laughs> as they can be. <laughs> kind of get stuck in the mud. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, this week you used your grill grates for – your skirt steak and the well the flat, flat iron, iron. Mainly, sorry yeah. i get those mixed up anyway um use your grill grates i did so i want to talk to you a little bit about grill grates i love grill grates <laughs> you know i don't know why i don't know why everybody don't cook on grill grates honestly i think some people don't know about them yeah. that's the only reason though so there's this one train of thought that oh the grill marks aren't good because it's better if it's seared all the way across the piece of meat Versus putting lines on it or whatever. I like them because they radiate heat good. It looks it awesome. Makes it cook easier. It gets just as, I don't want all my steak charred up. Yeah. I want little chars. Yeah. I don't want all chars. But I think, yeah, and it, the, the main thing is it makes it easier to cook because it don't flare up on you. It's even heat on the whole grate. Um, yeah, it's, they're, they're fantastic. And multiple uses, you can flip them over. Yeah. Cook them And the they have flat, side, yeah. flat ones too. And um, they sell flat pieces to go with it, yeah. Uh, but I mean, there are other types of grill grates. Kind of has the market. Oh yeah, that's it. just it's, that's that's brand name's brand. They got yeah. a good one. I mean, I love the aluminum ones. I've had the first ones I had. What were they called? Uh, <laughs> they were cast iron. Yeah, oh, heavy as crap. Oh my All god, they were so iron. heavy. They, they like bend your Weber rack. <laughs> they were so heavy. Man grates. Man grates. They were. Yeah. Uh, it was like this heavy chunk. There was three panels of them. I yeah. think they weighed 30 pounds. No, they were heavy. I hated metal. You wouldn't go t- run off, steal them. You know, it wouldn't like. And I, grill grates, you take off, throw in their little travel bag, yeah. you know, put the tool in there. It still don't weigh a couple ounces or whatever. So These, we, you had to commit. They had the ridges just like the grill grates do. Same like thing. the peaks and valleys. I don't know if they had. Did they have holes, like perforated holes to let the heat up? Or was I don't it just think solid? so. I think it was just solid cast iron. I don't know what happened iron. to my man grates. I know what happened to them. They rusted and threw them away? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's another thing. They rust so easy, and you got to recondition them all the time. We're not the best at taking care of our stuff, but we're not the worst. Uh, grill grates, I can shut the lid down, you know, close it off. I don't have to worry about them. Yeah, if a little stuff bakes on it, when I fire it back up next time, I scrape it down with the board, hit the little in-between tool, and they're ready to spray a little cooking spray on it, they're ready to go. Yeah. Man, great! You had to commit. We ruined those things. Yeah, you had to see. You had to keep them seasoned, and any little moisture you got on them, they rust. If you pack paper towel down in them to hold the moisture, it would all get. Uh, they were. They weren't. They, they were weren't difficult. My favorite. They were generation one good searing. Grates. It was a good idea. I remember yeah. when I first got it, I was like, "Oh, this is a good idea." Yeah, and then I remember seeing grill grates for the first time. I was like, like "Oh, what? that's way better." <laughs> yeah, the man grates would. <laughs> if you hit the Weber wrong, it would dump the whole grill over. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. For real, for real, they were that heavy. It was like a cast iron cinder block. Grate. Yeah, yeah, for real. Tyler, hold that camera and hold this grill. Up for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're heavy. Um, they would now they get hot. Yeah, the cast iron heats up, and they radiated heat probably better than grill grates. But it was a pain keeping up with them. Um, you would have to really, really take care of them. You'd have to 
I mean, just like Work you would a cast season, iron yeah, skillet. Yeah, reseason after every cook. Um, so Put them you, up. <laughs> That's yeah. the main thing. You can't just leave them on a grill <laughs> yeah. on the outside in the weather. Oh, no. That's I what happened, that. yeah. yeah. And then they got so rusted they were flaking and stuff. I never had a great rust. I don't know if they could rust, could they? They are made out of hard anodized, anodized aluminum. What did, you, what did you use before you had grill grates? Before you had the main grates, the grill grates, anything? Uh, just whatever grate come on the grill. I didn't put an extra grate on it. I remember if, uh, this has been a long time ago. You were working on your cro- cross hatch pattern when you were grilling steaks, but it was before grill grates. Yeah, it was just you just use a regular Weber grate. There was no, you know, you'd put them on one way and then put them on the other way, whatever, and that yeah. was it. There wouldn't there. I didn't have anything. I mean, I guess some grills like so. Some of them would come. You'd have an old homemade grill that might have some expanded metal that give you like a little diamond look. If you got it hot enough, <laughs> yeah. you put a weight on it. Have you ever done that? Yeah, yeah. I had a weight on it and then push it down into the expanded metal. That's what Longhorn Wait, does. Is that what they the, do? The weights, yeah. And then they made um, it was almost like a weight with a piece of that expanded metal in it, where you could get it good mm-hmm. and hot and then put it on there, and almost like, like you brand it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that was it. There wasn't any. There wasn't. There wasn't anything. I mean, I guess that's why Grill Grate's been so successful. There wasn't. There wasn't you know, anything, anything yeah. like it. Well, restaurants they made like char griller grates for those char brawlers that they would use in restaurants, and that's kind of I don't know if Grill Grate made those first or if that's just kind of what they took that idea and turned it into the backyard, you know, accessory for grills. Yeah, because a char griller restaurant had that same thing and had the ridges. Had the thin, you know, the thin ridges and then the peaks and valleys. Yeah, the, yeah, and that's where they could set steaks right on top of it. And that's why everybody says get those restaurant grade marks. That's where people were used to seeing it because steakhouses yeah. always did that. Yeah, you know, or at least the ones that like were cooking over live fire, the ones that were like salamander or high heat broiling. Yeah, like they would just be all one sear. Yeah, some people like that. Some people like it. Yeah, I'm knocking them. Hey, if you like it, if you like, it. I mean, there's not, I'll eat a cast iron steak sometime, but I like, I like a cast what iron I say better, is better than, than a salamander, my, but it ain't better than grill grate mm-hmm. on a Weber. Mm-hmm. I'll put that steak up. Against, I'll put my, my steak coming off a charcoal grill with some grill grates up against anybody's. I don't care what restaurant you go. I agree. I agree. I, I haven't care. had one better. Never. Than what Never. we, you, you know, cooking all y'all can, yeah. yeah. Our steak cooking buddies. Yeah. Yeah. You won't. You can't touch them. I don't care the the best steakhouse. Yes. Give me the same quality meat. I guarantee it tastes better. I agree. I think to this day, had a ribeye right when we were recording that video. That's the best steak yeah. I've ever had. Really? Really? Yeah. It's so good. What's what? So what's the? If you had to think of the best steakhouse, what would you say the best steakhouse you ever been to was? Or, best you steak you ever got yeah, from a, a steak at a restaurant. That's really tough. That is really tough. I have a few that popped in my mind. There's this place like Texas Day Brazil, but it's up in Vegas. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. That was like really, really good live yeah. fire steak. Um, and I want to say it was like it was like a flank steak or something. It was like something that yeah, you wouldn't yeah. even think, and it was one of the most or the best steaks I've ever put in my mouth. But I don't know. Mine's probably probably Emeralds Del Monaco. Yeah, that was that's a yeah. You had a ribeye there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Love a good Delmonico. It was so. good. Was that that was the name of the restaurant, but uh, of the steak, I had a ribeye. I'm sure yeah. I, uh, that's what I always order. That's probably the best steak that I've ever had. I mean, I don't know if I had some good. I used to say Jack Binion's Steakhouse when it was originally in Tunica. It was one of the best steakhouses I'd ever been to back in the day. Uh, to put it up there, Como's got a dang yeah. good one. Como goes top to my list. <laughs> but they're back old school cooking. Yeah. But, but none of those. But my point I'll, is. None of those steaks are still as good as I think I could cook at home on my Weber grill with a set of grill grates. Yeah. For any of you guys that oh, yeah, do it. Yeah, any of you guys yeah. that do it regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like yours. Oh, you I can cook, cook a steak now. A steak out. <laughs> you definitely ain't going to put like Roosh Chris or Capital Grill no. or none of those places up against them. No. All the ones that I'm thinking about are charcoal grilled. Yeah. They've been charcoal. Did you have a steak at Wolfgang's restaurant out in LA when you went? No, I wouldn't have gotten a steak back then. Not a ribeye. I'm just trying to think of all the good restaurants I've been to. That place wasn't that great, really. Um, Okay, back to grill grates. So, (laughs) (laughs) did you? Is that what it was? 
Yeah, Spago. <laughs> um, so, Girl Great, I was going to see if you un- knew this or have you ever tried this when I was researching, you know, for this podcast. Girl Great's Valley's vaporized drippings for added flavor and moisture. Want an added boost of smoke flavor for your next grill uh, place? Wait, before placing the food on the grill, sprinkle some wood pellets down in the valley and watch the magic happen. We did that. Have you ever done that? Out in San Marcos. When I I actually won second place of that state contest out there in Texas. First time I ever cooked in SCA. Yeah, it was. And me and Mark Lambert had put some pellets in our grill. In the valley? In the valleys like that to get some smoke. Only on one side, so it would generate smoke in there. Ah, so you have yeah, done it. I, I didn't, yeah. I'd never seen anybody do that. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. Have we you cooked ever- on the same grill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was back when steak cooking was chaotic and fun. And yeah, yeah. It, we didn't. We was all new to it. Yeah. It was really who just happened to. Mississippi Boys was new to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever ruined a pair of girl grates? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Get them hot and flex them real good. That's what I did. I warped the crap out of them. So normally, so, you know, we build a fire, and if your girl grates have been on the grill a while and they need cleaning, you'll. Uh, hit them with the grill brush and scrape it all. A lot of that stuff just kind of gets down in the grate and you want to get it out. And so you take some hot gloves and you got those grates getting hot and take them, stand them up and tap them and all of it, you know, kind of fall out. Well, if you flex them, like when you pick them up to keep them from like bend, because they'll kind of bend. If you bend them too much while you got that hot aluminum screaming hot, it'll bend those channels and then it'll lay there and it'll just kind of lay in a, like a a U shape (laughs) instead of flat. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned quick, do not get them hot and bend them. <laughs> you can warp them. I have also seen y'all. I've also um, had them bent from traveling, like, and then trying to bang them on concrete to get them mm-hmm. to go back together and it bend that channel and then they're screwed there too. I think. Uh, Take care of them. I, mean, I learned that. You know, me, and, me and Michael bent one one time. We bent banging the channels, it like that. banging it. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I've also seen y'all, like, burn a glaze on it so bad that you couldn't get it. Yeah. I've But you can dremel that out. You can get a tool because yeah. that's what it was. We glazed. It was at Memphis in May. I think they were cooking one exotic, um, cooking one of the exotic categories at Memphis in May, and the sauce like it was. I don't know. It's like a sticky sweet, extra corn syrupped up sauce. Yeah, it was. And it clogged every second. Like he had it full on that grill, and it just kind of caramelized down in there, and melted, and and just sealed off every hole in the grill. <laughs> yeah. It took me hours getting it. You couldn't soak it out. You had to get something and put in each hole and. Dremel it out and get it all back open. I finally did it though. But after the glazed it, I think the cooker just kept cooking. Oh yeah, baking all that on, sugar yeah. on, sealed them off. It was a nasty set of grill. That's the nastiest I've ever seen a set of grill. Right? And then leave it on there for like four days or a week. What do you think's the number one rule to owning a set of grill grates? Um, keep them clean. Keep them clean. That's probably the if you keep them clean, which it's easy to do. Heat, little cooking spray, scrape them off, let them cool down, then shake all the dust off yeah. of them. That's the best way. That's If you do that to take care of them, you'll never have a problem with them. Don't pick them up when they're hot and bend them. That's a, that's a good rule. Um, always always use a little cooking spray, get them seasoned. Because you want to season them. You want to cook on them because if you're just cooking on aluminum, it's you ain't got no yeah. flavor. But by the time you cook more meat on them and it kind of builds up, it's like it seasons them. So that's I always do that. Even when I get them good and clean, I like to take – some extra fat or meat or something. The hamburgers do great. Just go ahead and cook them on that for that cooking. Let that meat juices and all that get to sizzling and seasoning up that grate. What modifications have you seen made to grill grates? Uh, wiring them together <laughs> to where you can't take them apart. That's a great one. Um, I've seen a lot of people shorten the stick. I've seen, yeah, I've seen a lot of people, when you say shorten the stick, cut the handle off. Cut the handle off the grill grate tool. Yeah, yeah, so it ain't so long. Yeah. I'm trying to think. A lot of people uh, ask about when they see you using the grill grates in the videos, they ask about the grill grate tool. Can it's you, just a, I don't know, it's a spatula that's just made. To a four, that's it. It's got four flat tongs on it. But it goes It goes perfectly. down in the grate. It matches up with the grooves in the grill grates, and so you get under the meat. So you're not having to slide it under your meat and mess anything up. You go underneath and pick straight up, and then you turn it, flip it, whatever you want to do. That's really uh, another benefit of grill grates. Yeah, too. I like the ones that are the tongs. Me too. It's like a double spatula put together. That's what I got. Yeah, yeah. they work great. Mm-hmm. Do you use them with grill grates? 
I don't because I haven't found Grill Grace fit my pit boss, but yeah. Yeah. um, sure so you some. use it just on a regular grill. You don't have to have the grill grates to have to use no, that. It yeah, works perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah, I've seen guys cut them down like to fit a grill. Like they don't have a size to fit mm-hmm. your grill. You can oh, like the grill grate. The, yeah. yeah, all the ones that I've found that'll fit my grill have been circular. Yeah, needed really? to be a rectangle. It's just such a small, yeah, yeah a small area. circle. I could probably get like half of one or something like that. I'm sure if I got creative, you just need yeah, you just need to get a charcoal grill. Don't try to put them on on your on your pellet grill. Yeah. I got a little one. I, we bought this little like tailgate one when we were out of town, and it's yeah. but it's so small. It's like Traeger Ranger, but a little small. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it's a little too small. Um, need a Weber man. It's the best grill going for starting out. I've cooked on like just a few panels. I've the, yeah. the last time I cooked a steak, I, I cooked three steaks on just two panels. Yeah, you can because yeah. that's all there's guys that, that just put one panel over a chimney. Yeah, and cook on it. Yeah, and so it don't you don't have to have like this hey. full surface area of grill grates. Y'all have cooked on the air fryer one. Yeah, the air fryer. <laughs> one. They have one that's for the air fryer. Goes in the, that one works great. If you ain't got anything else, yeah, you know, get some you know sear action going in your Ninja air fryer, whichever one you got. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. Um, do you remember? This has been a few years ago. There was like a controversy going around saying that somebody was taking the top layer of their grill grates off, so they're um, Grill marks wouldn't be like anyone else's. They'd stand out. Do you remember that? Yeah, but it wasn't taking the top layer off. It was making the rail skinnier. Okay. Where the marks finer instead of gotcha. saying, you know. Was that true? The, I always heard it was. <laughs> it's kind of milled down. I don't know if those were made like that or yeah. if they did that after the fact, but I always heard that was the case. They took it and milled it down to where it was a finer. A but finer you think, point. so if you, if you think if you did that though, it's going to make the space in between way wider. Yeah, too wide. Because if you mill both sides down, you're going to have extra wide space. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's false. <laughs> I, I don't know for a fact. I've never asked anybody. I, I don't either. I, I just, just, I've heard that rumor. I like rumors. Yeah. I don't get to it. <laughs> I never get to it. As long as you think it's fact. I just know how this, how people like to talk. Yeah. So no, I don't think no. it's fact. Um, do you need a steak weight? No. Um, I, I typically don't use them. I have, I think it, I think it's, if you use them and you put too much weight on it, it spreads out that mark more. And so it it keep, it makes the meat want to go around the peak of the grate. Does that make sense? And yes. so, because you're weighting it down, it's overlapping and it's making a wider. It's them yeah, it's making yeah. a wide, and so the grate kind of sticks up in the meat, but then it kind of cooks it, you know, around too. Yeah, and so it makes a wider uh, grill mark. I'd like to just take it when I put it on the and put, use my hand or the back of the spatula and put gentle pressure, just to make sure that every you, you know bit of I'm getting good surface contact every place I can. Um, that so that's what I do, and I've used weights before. Um, but I noticed that I, I like it better. I think I think it putting that extra pressure on it might squeeze a little more moisture. I don't know for a fact. It just seems like it would. And then I definitely know that it makes why it can make wider marks, especially if you've got them ripping hot, <laughs> because you got to think that a lot more of that surface area of that rail is getting hot too. That's what makes it. Well, let's wider. talk about that. What happens when you get them grill grates to where they're glowing? <laughs> they can. There Have is a break gotten, point. There is a break point where they will. I don't think. I, I think Wayland has. <laughs> I don't think I have. Putting way too much charcoal in there yeah. and just get them so hot it warps the crap out of them. But I, I like to run mine at five to five fifty. That's the sweet spot. Anything hotter than that's too hot to me. What happens if you get it too hot and see, try to sear with it? Uh, I mean, it's just going to sear the crap out of it, and it's going to make your you know your your meat's going to cook at different rates at super high temps. So yeah, you're going to get seared on the outside fast, but then it's going to be too raw in the middle and depending on the thickness of the steak and there's a lot of stuff yeah, that goes yeah. into it. But I think for me, the sweet spot's five to five fifty. It lets me have time to get a good sear to where I don't get that too gray with the, you know, the, the medium rare or medium, whatever I like, it depends on the cooking steak contest. But I like, I like it to be seared. And then mainly medium rare, and then seared again. And you shouldn't see a big band. Well, that higher heat's going to give you a bigger band a lot of times, especially searing it. But I'll take it, get my marks, and then move it up to a raised rack, and then watch it come up slow, and then it looks more even all the way across. So 
between five and five fifty, it it marks the outside, but it doesn't cook way deep into the meat. You know, in the amount of time, I yeah. don't leave it on there. I've also noticed the hotter those grill grates get, it almost puts a a bad char on the outside yeah, of the lines yeah, instead yeah. of a a good well, char. That's definitely, but I think yeah. because it's cooking, you know, it's radiating more heat right there at that point, and it's that's what's making it wider. It's burning almost yeah, instead of searing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you do get a burnt taste instead of a good sear taste. You do. Especially if you use I've too much it. seasoning or wrong kind of <laughs> yeah. seasoning. It's got too much sugar in them. It's going to get that bitter. It'll be real bitter flavor. There's nothing worse than like you're you're at a steak contest. You're about to put your steak on, and timing is an issue. You know? Oh, yeah. And you realize that your steak, your, that your grill is hitting 750, <laughs> and it's smoking. Can't and check it back. Yeah, and you're like, ugh. There's, uh, yeah, there's been Can times. I borrow your grill? <laughs> Loaded it up to double chimney and more. <laughs> so when do you take the grill grates off and just cook on the wire grate? Mm. Are there times? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's some stuff that I don't like. If I'm cooking chicken wings, I ain't cooking them on grill grates. Depends on what I'm cooking. Usually if I'm cooking steaks or burgers um, I'm probably or chops or something like that, that I want to get some grilled, some little bit of char action going, that's where I'm doing it. Anything else I'm cooking, I'm probably, you know, if I'm cooking chicken or, you know, stuff like that, I'm probably not going to try to get too many marks on it. If I've got tenderloins on there, you know, whole tenderloins, I don't need the crosshatch marks or whatever. Do you ever use a, a, a like, two-zone fire with grill grates? Uh, yeah. SCA we do. I like to have all my hot coals on one side and have my raise rack on the other. That way it kind of gets that indirect heat when it's bringing the steak up slow. It works great. For uh, if you're cooking thick thick cuts of meat, like thicker steaks, if you want to do a reverse sear action, you can start them over on the cool side, throw some wood on there, get some smoke, and then put them on there and sear them at the end. You can always run twos on fire with them. Yeah. You can always take some of those panels off and just keep them over the hot side, have your regular grate over the cool side too, you know? Yeah. That yeah. works. All right. So I made a list of uh, recipes, I guess. Yeah. Maybe proteins. Where I've used, oh. Just a list. Okay. And I'm going to, this is going to be rapid fire q and I'm going to give you like steak and you're going to tell me whether you go in grill grates or no okay. grill grates. Grill grates or no grill grates. Yeah. yeah. All charcoal grill. Weber. Everything's charcoal grill. Weber, charcoal. Okay. Weber or PK. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as it's charcoal. Yeah. Could be it's green. charcoal egg. grill. Uh, steak. Always. Not Char- always. Yes, though, grill grates. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but also no. <laughs> Burger. Yes, unless I'm cooking flat top burgers, <laughs> smash burgers. Yeah. Uh, chops. Yes. Asparagus. No. Chicken thighs. No. Chicken breasts. Yes. <laughs> I do like to put. I like to put the marks on chicken breast. Yeah. Okay. I, when I think of chicken breast, I think of like steakhouse chicken breast. Yeah. Bone in, yep. no bone in. What no are we bone talking? In. No bone in. Okay. Bone in, no. Okay. Thighs, I never do that too. They're not going to get. They don't get you the marks. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. So thighs, no. They're going right on the regular grate. But a big, flat piece a big of... big, flat piece of boneless, skinless chicken breast, yes. Zucchinis and squash. Yes. I do like getting I do like getting sear marks on them. You don't really worry about a diamond patch, but laying them across the grates does to excellent for slices of zucchini yeah. and squash. Uh, grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No. Uh, Would you... Yeah. On a grill grate? I think so. Uh, I like it better in cast iron or flat top. Oh, in top. cast iron. Okay. Flat okay. top or cast iron. I do it on the backside. No. Oh, th- uh, it's got to be on. We're not talking backside. Well, you could. Grill, you could say could, backside. Could, are you yeah. saying now, could you cook grilled cheese? Yes, you could. No, I'm saying you're oh, cooking no. this no. on a charcoal grill. No, but do you want to know why? Oh, wait a minute. What now? <laughs> <laughs> you're cooking these things on charcoal grills. You don't have anything else. You have grill oh. grates or regular grates. Oh, could I do it? Oh, no. could I do regular grate or grill grate? You're just personal preference. Yeah, I probably would if that's. I've never made a grilled cheese on just over regular grates. <laughs> I could see that being. I don't think I, I've I ever would, made I grilled cheese it, on grill grates. I never have, but I think, I mean, you could get up under it and pick it up easier. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. But I'm also thinking, like, when I cook grilled cheese, I like to put the butter in the pan. Then put the bread in it. Well, you, you can't don't have do cast that. iron. That's but not could I just put the butter on the bread and then lay it on the grill grate and it's going to give me some toasty action? <laughs> I don't know. It's not going to be ideal. 
you can either go regular grates or grill grates. That's okay. the question. Grill grate. <laughs> Flip it upside down. Cheat. Yeah. <laughs> He's disappointed. I'm not letting him cook his grilled yeah. cheese. Well, I want to cook it. Yeah. I'm not cooking grilled cheese. It's a Monday. That's not. <laughs> Screw your list, shell. Uh, fish on a half shell. Yeah. Uh, no grill grates. Uh, filet of fish. Grill grates. Grilled pizza. No grill grates. Bacon wrapped jalapenos. No grill grates. Lamb chops. Grill grates. Rack of lamb. No grill grates. <laughs> Kebabs. No grill grates. Shrimp. <laughs> no grill grates. Anything in cast in a cast iron skillet. <laughs> oh, no grill grates. Um, flank steak. Yes, grill grates. Try tip. Grill grates. Pork loins. Cut up or whole? Whole. No grill grates. Cut up. Grill grates. That's chops then. That, that's still pork. <laughs> yeah. Pork loin. Short ribs. No grill grates. Uh, cut flanking style? Yeah. Grill yeah. grates. Yeah. Uh, corn in the husk. No, yeah. <laughs> that's either way. Corn in the husk. No grill grates. Portobello mushrooms. No grill grates. A whole chicken. No grill grates. A ribeye steak for a steak contest. Always grow <laughs> Steak always. Yeah. Not always, but <laughs> always. No, but also. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, because I've cooked a good one hanging in a drum. That's the only thing I'm thinking. Heck oh, yeah. That's true. Good. And I've cooked a good one in cast iron. Yeah. So that's really good too. But if I only have charcoal grill, regular great grill grates on steak, always grill grates. I mean, and I know some people like uh, Riley, the steak princess, she cooks all her SEA steaks in cast iron, that's, yeah. and she's running the circuit, yeah. doing pretty good. She don't do all of them. Oh, she She'll do an A and a B. Oh, okay. So some yeah. of them she does do in cast yeah. iron, some of them some she, she does grill grates. But she does, and she's done well with the grill yeah. grates. I mean, I'm not, there's more than one way to skin a rabbit. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not knocking it, but I think grill grates with their marks are awesome. And oh, I don't yeah. have any stock in the company. <laughs> I just like them. <laughs> no. Um, oh, there's plenty of different ways. Like, I've had good steaks. All di- You know, I've had yeah, all different flat kinds top of good- steaks. Yeah. Royal steak's a- pretty good. Heck, yeah. Smoker on pellet grill steak's pretty good. Is it as yeah. good as charcoal grill with grill grates? Nope. That's my favorite. Yeah. If I'm putting one up against somebody. Bring your cast iron. Bring everything you got. Let's so bring go. your sous vides. Bring your sous vides. Let's go Weber grill grates versus. Speaking of which, something showed up at the house last night that was, it surprised me. Uh, it did. <laughs> I ordered one. I ordered one Sunday on the way back from Indiana. What's got, one? It's a, a water circulator with a heater built <laughs> in it. I got this little tank. It's like a fish tank. It's got this thing to keep the fish nice and warm and it circulates the water. You can put it on whatever temp you want, keep them fish. Like they're used to hot water, you can get it hot. They like just a medium water. What, t- what, what point? What water can fish can't live in hot water? Can they? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm sure there's some. Fish no, I like bought, hot. I broke down and bought my first ever sous vide machine. It is not for meat though. Can I play with it? For me, do whatever you want with yeah. it. Yeah, I don't care. I ain't dead set against them. Like, don't believe in, you know, you shouldn't have one. You have turned your nose up at CVs for a very long time. I just can tell the difference. Yeah. I can tell the difference. If I had to cook 50 steaks all the same way and it's just me doing them, I'm going to CV them. (laughs) Then I can, you know, (laughs) sear them off however I want. But I bought this to keep sauce warm in a contest. It's going in the barbecue trailer. It has a reservoir. You put your water in it, put your jars of your sauce in there or whatever, your injection, your beef wrap. Whatever you're doing in there, plug it up in the morning, have the water in there, set that temp. I know my sauce. Because normally we fight, normally we fight it with a hot eye. We put we pour our sauce in a, out of our bottle. We bring it in, you know, we mix it up, whatever, and pour it in there on the hot eye. It's on a We're sauce outside pan. doing stuff. We've got that hot eye on. It's going to get bubbling. And it's constantly getting or, cold or hot. Yeah, cold, this way with this sous vide thing and this water bath. And Mark Williams wasn't talking about it, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> he started doing it. It's <laughs> he, a pretty good idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. I don't know if who he got it. I don't think I don't think he came up with it, but <laughs> maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe he said, I'm just going to do this. But it's genius. 
And you just set it in the sink in the barbecue trailer, make sure the water stays in it, plug it up. And I know that everything I want warm is going to stay that constant temp all day long. It don't get any easier than that. So that's why I got one. I want to try chicken in it. Yeah, I've heard it's good. Yeah, I've had. I've had a lot sous vide. I've had steak. I've had tried Mark try to fool me with steak sous vide. Yeah, Mark got in a big sous vide kick, and I tried some of his. Now steak. he did do uh, a whole strip loin in one, and it was awesome. Yeah, but he did it for like seventy two hours. I want to try the short ribs in it. They say yeah. they're phenomenal. Yeah, I can, can see that. Go. I've tried sous vide lamb, and that was really good. Was it? Yeah, I can see that. What cut? Uh, I'm. It was just chops. I'm pretty sure. I yeah. want to try lobster tails in the sous vide because you could control them. You could never, you know, you can get them the right temp. You know, you're not going to overcook them, and then pull it out. I wonder if it'd turn out like poached kind of buttered lobster. Take it out, put it off with some melted butter that's warm, and just, I think you I can add delicious. the butter to the thing. I, I don't know before got, it goes yeah, in the sous vide. I don't know. I'm not going into sous vide. A lot of sous vide cooking. I was thinking when somebody emailed me and said, I heard you talking about maple. I'm sending you some maple. I was like, well, maybe we should be talking about lobsters and stuff. <laughs> 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 See what idea. kind of people want to send you yeah. stuff. Never had real. <laughs> Never real. had lobster. <laughs> <laughs> By the but, way, I got some lobster. Some. <laughs> Never driven a Lamborghini before. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I wonder what that's like. <laughs> no, they're not cracking. I heard they were I'll off. stick with my F-250. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could get off in a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> I can climb up in my big F-250. <laughs> Well, that's all I have for today. That's it. Yeah, we, we got a list of stuff to go knock out before we leave that's for Royal right. Oak. We're going in the morning. and we'll report back next week. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have done some trophy winning. So yeah, we got a what? Go to Georgia, come back, and we don't have anything next weekend. Might be hunting weekend. So good. Well, Tyler, what else you got? Uh, if you guys. Haven't downloaded the app yet. Make sure you guys download the How to Barbecue Right app. It has all of Malcolm's favorite recipes on there. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at TikTok underscore Tyler. Chill, where can they find us? <laughs> if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, there's people looking in, right? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and TikTok. Well, hey, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us today, and we will see y'all next episode. We gone.